at the premiere of the documentary film Machine, a movie that explores artificial intelligence in general, but includes references to autonomous driving, Audi spoke about where they are at in terms of using this technology. The film producers incorporated comments from Miklas Kish, Audi's head of pre-development of automated driving, because their work is a good example of how technology will not just make the things we currently do easier, but it could change our behaviour and the very shape of our cities. I spoke with Miklas at the event. Yeah, my name is Miklas Kish and I'm head of pre-development of automated driving at Audi. Pre-development? Why pre-development? Where does that fit into it? Well, if it's, uh, it's called pre-development or advanced development, it's uh, the stage before we start a serious development for the production car. And our uh, aim is to prove what came out from the research department, university, whether it's feasible to bring that into a car and do a first estimation in packaging and costs and feasibility to make an approval and decision for serious development. I saw your presentation from 2016. I think that was a time of buoyancy about it. Do you think we've evolved? Do you think our reality of what autonomous vehicle has been has developed, particularly in terms of time to develop it? Well, uh, yes, I think uh, the companies uh, have uh, moved into a more realistic view of those systems. It uh, wasn't uh, really secret before, but there has been truly a hype. And uh, there was a hype in presentations, in demonstrations. And what many of us have ignored is that it's much harder work to put that on the street, put it into worldwide operation, than putting it on a test track. You talked about the step from assistance to pilot. And that step is uh, very significant, isn't it? Particularly if you want to be level five or anywhere, anytime. Is, that's a huge step, isn't it? The step between assistant and piloted driving is uh, definitely the biggest one you can ever do because that means the shift of responsibility from the driver over to the car. Hmm. And that's uh, the most relevant uh, step we can ever take. Anything else is just a, a broader set up for the same function but for the drivers the biggest step is to be able to sit back and relax you talked about perhaps the more realistic step is to do it in a corridor or in a defined space rather than reacting to the unknown situation do you see that particularly in things like public transport and that 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 may be the first and prominent application in the foreseeable future Well, there are two perspectives. The one perspective from a a premium car brand uh, like Audi is we want to have systems that work all over the world. And uh, it is uh, quite a hard thing to get, let's say, the example of all the different styles of traffic signs in the world, all the different kinds of road markings and things like that and uh, therefore an even so-called simple function of following a lane on a freeway uh, might be quite complicated when you want to uh, present it worldwide. On the other hand, uh, if you want to do a robot taxi that functions in one distinct city, 
this could be quite simple at the same time because you focus on this city and do the whole homologation process focused on this city. And these are the two approaches going in parallel. Uh, we as premium brand Audi go to the worldwide one. Is that a, a call for government maybe to understand what they have to do, be it in unifying more signposting and rules and so on? Do you think governments need to be more active in this area? Well, the role of the governments have been dis- has been discussed the last couple of years, and most governments are quite aware of what they have to do uh, to fac- facilitate automatic traffic. And the good thing about that is it isn't that much. So it is the legislation part to allow uh, keeping the hands off the wheel and at the end your eyes off the road. And the second thing is to maintain the infrastructure in uh, good shape. So we don't need that much for automatic driving, but lane markings have to be there. Side barriers have to be there and have to be in shape, and that makes life easy for us. And, of course, your vehicles are now becoming much better at data collection that you can keep governments informed about where, I think, the UK is doing that now based on their pictures of 146 million pictures that they've got from cars. You and I couldn't go through them, but autonomy could uh, evaluate them. So it's a two-way street, if you pardon the pun. Yeah, data collection and autonomous uh, driving is a good question whether it fits together or it doesn't. The exchange of data is not necessary to do the autonomous driving part. So these are two topics we have to discuss separately. You have a background in linguistics, I believe. Yeah. So is that opening up different ways to communicate with the car rather than just replacing the hand turning the steering wheel? Is there a whole new dimension there? Well, communication is an interesting aspect. Communication from driver with car will definitely be very different. As we experience, the driving needs are very different. So all the instrument cluster where we have the technical details at the moment are not of any further interest to a passenger in an automated car. They don't look to the speedo any longer because they say the car will care for that. They will only look to the sat-nav system whether the estimated time of arrival will be the right one and then they're happy. So we have all the rest of the space for so-called infotainment or work experience because the technical details are to be managed by the car. In the interim step, though, we're at the stage where we are still communicating information to the driver. Is there a desperate need to work on that to make it less distracting and more effective? You can provide a huge amount of information, but if he or she takes their eye off the road, then it's counterproductive. Is that an area that you've worked in, and do you think we need to work in more? A distraction is a very relevant area, as this is the aspect that changes most of all the interaction things. So uh, at the moment, as the driver is fully responsible for whatever the car does, distraction is a very bad thing. And therefore, we care that our systems do the least distraction possible to satisfy the driver and the road safety. At the moment, we move to level three autonomy and the driver gets into the passenger seat, but has to take over in a comfortable time within a couple of seconds. Distraction will become a good thing because this will keep the driver awake. Because uh, monitor a system that is very boring and functioning perfectly uh, is not a human-like thing to do. Mm. And what we will do is we will tend to fall asleep. 
So watching a movie will be a good thing in keeping us awake. And this is what the public has to understand and all the legislation has to understand that distraction will become a good thing all of a sudden. The difference between machine learning and artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, I was talking to someone not in the uh, car industry, is really having an ability to cope with uh, systems that might be failures or miscommunications or what have you and make much more intelligent types of alternatives. In the telecom industry, if, if a system fails, an artificial intelligence can know what's going on and bring in an alternative in the blink of an eye. Are we be going beyond machine learning into artificial intelligence in the motor industry yet? It's uh, two names for basically the same thing, machine learning and artificial intelligence. It's uh, the matter how you use it. We use machine learning for uh, basically things uh, that have to do with object detection, so traffic sign recognition. These are obviously machine-learned algorithms uh, behind that. But for all what the car does, um, what we have to be responsible for, we use classic algorithms where engineers thought about it. Why does the car what at what situation? Hyundai is now developing an active cruise control which reflects your style of driving so that if it pulls out to overtake, it does it like you do, which gives people, I think, confidence in the technology. But how far can we go down having individual machines suiting individual drivers? Does that create legal problems and other issues? I think individual machines for individual drivers are very interesting, but get less uh, interesting the more automation we provide. Because uh, what we learned uh, with our customers, with our test drivers, is as they sit back, relax, get involved in something else than driving, they don't care what the car does. They don't care for their style. They just don't want it disturbed. They want to sit in a comfortable surrounding, as calm traffic as possible. Quite often with uh, these modern technologies, we think of mechanizing or computerizing or robotizing what we do at the moment. But of course, this will could lead to huge behaviour change. Is Audi getting involved in the fact that if there are cars available that are chauffeur-driven, then I might use them far more? And so we have a sustainability problem, a capacity problem. Is Audi getting involved in those sorts of debates? Well, the debates of how traffic might evolve with autonomous cars are going on for a long time and we're very much involved. We have funded the Beyond Initiative uh, to cover topics of artificial intelligence and automated driving. And there's no solution yet. So on the one hand, uh, people say that there will be much more traffic uh, because it's much more comfort to get into the car. And uh, on the other hand, uh, we see that uh, many family chauffeur business might stop because there's no reason to uh, get the kids to a school and uh, way back with an empty car. So maybe we send them over the robot and the robot gets involved in something meaningful afterwards. So we will have to see. There are different studies with different outcomes. And uh, what is relevant for that, the whole uh, move may end. Uh, the whole car has to be more sustainable, of course. Mm. The traffic has to be fluent. That is positive for sustainability. And at the end, it will fit. Do you think governments need to be more involved, not to be heavy-handed in terms of managing how this technology is going? Because they have a community 
benefits in, in mind. You can do something to make a profit, to serve customers or to serve the community, and if you're not carefully focused on one, they're mutually exclusive. So governments, do you think that they have to up their game in, in, in understanding what's happening and therefore helping manage it? Well, I think uh, governments have to help manage it and have to think about it, and they already do. Mm. So um, most of the city governments have issues with their public transport and uh, with uh, dense roads, etc. So they're actively looking for solutions and discussing uh, with us and uh, universities and things how to solve it. And automatic cars are one solution, um, maybe not the solution for all the topics uh, that arise. The mix of future traffic is uh, the most crucial point to solve and uh, then to adapt our existing infrastructure according to that. Collecting of data, I noticed in the film there were certain uses of that and it reminded me of some of the data that is collected. Is that an area that is, is a rich vein to you but one you have to be very careful about on what information you've got? Well, collecting of data is for us a very, very serious uh, area for we have to seriously think about what we collect and what we do without it because our customers rely on privacy issues and uh, that's a very important point. And um, we have to use, on the other hand, data for further development of our systems. But obviously, these are anonymous data. We don't care for the single driver. A lot of car companies have talked about becoming mobility companies, not just making cars. Is Audi thinking along those lines? Uh, well, um, a mobility provider is a very important topic, and therefore we use the Volkswagen Group, and not the single brand Audi mm. as an own thing. So every brand will have its role in that, um, but these are things that are done by the Volkswagen Group itself. Mm. Do you think we will get level five? And if so, within a foreseeable future? Well, level five is, let's say, from my perspective, a bit of science fiction. One day we'll get it, but whenever this day is. I think level three and level four systems are quite near, and we see that in the next decade. It's also not just virtual reality, but augmented reality, isn't it? That it helps people. It might take control on motorways or others, but it can still be very helpful in other situations without necessarily taking total control? Well, uh, the augmented reality in means of driver assistance systems mm. that are hidden well in the, uh, these are reality. So uh, in our steps in higher levels of, of autonomy, we have safety systems in place that very much help sa saving lives. Do you feel you have job security? Is it a developing area? Is it going to go on for a long time? Uh, definitely. I think I'll be there for a long time. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.